This is the Classic Baseball Broadcast Network, where we believe there is nothing like hearing about history from those who lived it. Listen to our full catalog of broadcasts at ClassicBaseballBroadcast.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tony Wakeman speaking from Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. Once more, baseball's greatest artists are assembled before us in a game in which in the short space of five years has become recognized as the outstanding contest of the national pastime. No better testimonial to the success of this all-star game can be offered than the enthusiasm of the fans gathered here in Griffith Stadium this afternoon. To them, the game is the culmination of a real fan dream. Five years ago, they suggestion that the hardest hitters, the swiftest pitchers, and the nimblest defensive men in the American League could be matched against their rivals in the Nationals on the same diamond on the same day would have been regarded as fantastic. Yet today, each of those stars is out there on the field, and thanks to the officials of both leagues, the players, and the fans. The United States Army Band at the present time is occupying the space between the third base and the first base line, and they are facing the President's staff, the President of the United States. We feel will arrive very shortly. The news photographers have set up their cameras directly in front of the box, which is to the left of the dugout occupied by the Washington Nationals when they are playing here at Griffith City. This afternoon, the representatives of the National League are occupying the post directly below us. And incidentally, I want to explain the position which Bob Elson of WGN in Chicago and I occupy at the present time. It's on the second tier, directly above the dugout of the visiting team here at the Griffith Stadium. This afternoon, that same dugout is being occupied by the representatives of the National League and the American Leaguers are using the dugout of the grip here at the city. Al Shack, the funny man of baseball, naturally is here this afternoon. And any number of celebrities gathered here, senators, congressmen, and so forth. And we approximate the crowd at about 35,000. A marvelous crowd. The stadium is packed in capacity. The United States Army Band now as one head, each member turns in the direction of the driveway, which is to the left of the dugout. The news cameramen are now setting up, waiting, and Judge Landis, High Commissioner of Baseball and Babe Ruth are directly below us and to the right. Babe came into the ballpark this afternoon, sat down, pulled his coat off, and then the autograph speakers came up. But the Babe was here to enjoy a good game of baseball, and that's just what he's going to do. And now Judge Landis and Babe Ruth having a picture taken by the news photographers and the boys of the press. It's a grand day here at Griffith Stadium and in Washington, D.C. The temperature, about 92. We're right out in the sun, and it's a typical baseball day. Just a few moments ago, or I should say about 10 minutes ago, there were possibly five thousand fans down on the field seeking autographs. Here's Dizzy Dean directly below us, warming up for the National Leaguers. Dizzy Dean, you know, came into Washington last night by plane. We understand that Dizzy uh, had a plane ride from Chicago to St. Louis and then up here to Washington, and he did not arrange for two tickets. 
So you can imagine what he had to get through. He started at 8 o'clock in the morning, and he didn't arrive in Washington until 8 minutes past 9. And, uh, well, at first, we didn't know whether Dizzy was really going to appear in this all-star game, but here he is, and a Brennan batting average will fit him right on time. We want to mention the fact that each player wears his own uniform. The National Leaguers are wearing their the uniform, which they donned when away from home. And the American Leaguers, I believe, are wearing their home uniforms. So we have a conglomeration of colors directly below us, every color imaginable. Bill Terry is now talking to Art Fletcher, and I believe they're discussing uh, ground rules. There are no ground rules this afternoon. That is, we don't have a crowd out in the field, no ropes. And uh, Frankie Fish is down there talking things over with Terry. And we're waiting for the president's car to pull into Griffith Stadium, toss out the first ball, and then it'll be play ball. Babe Ruth, seated with Mrs. Ruth, below us, and to our right, has now rid himself of the autograph seekers, and he will want to enjoy this ball game. Busy Dean last night. At a marvelous time, there are 32,000 Boy Scouts, or 35,000 here in the District of Columbia for their first national jamboree, and Dizzy had about 10,000 around him wanting his autograph. And uh, we understand that right after this game is over, Dizzy will make an appearance at the camp, probably looking his finger over and talking to some of the boys. Now the photographers come over to take Dizzy's picture. While he's warming up, and thank you, Chris. And Dr. Medwin tossing the ball around directly below us. The United States Army fans, or approximately 75 or 100 members in the band, standing at attention. They have been for the past 15 minutes or so. An honor guard of scouts, about 15 or 20 scouts, and then the President of the United States in a large, flat, open car comes in. Removes his hat and he's waving to the fans here, of course, the President of the United States, his baseball fan number one. And he gazes up into the stands, waves, and then waves over towards the ball players who are lined up from first to home. They've all removed their hats. And uh, the Boy Scouts move past the President's box. The President will leave the car. Son James is with him and his military aide. They're getting out of the car now, and then he'll take his position in the box and toss out that ball, and we'll be off. I again want to remind you that the play-by-play -play description of this game will be given by Bob Elson of WGN in Chicago. They're still snapping away with their cameras over there on the far side of the field. The newsreel cameras grinding away. And the president will probably toss out the ball. Vice President Garner has now joined the party. The scouts are leaving the box. They've had their pictures taken with the president of the United States. Now they're leaving. And... Baseball players are still standing at attention. 
Bob Elson has the official lineup for this afternoon and the batting order. We'll have it, have him give it to you very shortly. We notice that Bucky Newsom is again down there snapping with his camera. Still taking pictures of the president and the scouts. We're with him. March out to the flagpole and the raising of the flag. Now this feature is a single deck stand without a roof. 
It extends from the left field corner all the way out into center field. Now, just a, a few words about these ground rules here today so that you have an accurate picture of just what happens. Now, there's a very high fence, and we told you in right field, that extends all the way into dead center field. And there, there's an amplifier on top of the fence and a short flagpole with a flag on top. Now, any ball that hits that fence in right field is a ball in play. If a ball hits those amplifiers and goes inside and stays in, it's a home run. If a ball goes into the amplifiers and rolls out, it's in play. If a ball goes any place into the left field stand, stays in, or bounces out, it's a home run. Now there's going to be the scramble for the ball here as the president throws the first ball. He has his right hand extended. Watch it now, and I'll try to pick out the man that gets it for you. All the players are grouped around. Let's see who gets it now, whether it's an American League or a National League player. His arm is poised. He's ready to throw it. The photographers are banging away plenty with their cameras. Here it goes, right into the center. It's caught by an American leaguer. They're still on the ground, scrambling for it. The ball was caught by Luke Sewell of the White Sox. Luke Sewell of the Chicago White Sox caught the ball that was thrown by President Roosevelt. Uh, Sewell is going into the uh, American League dugout, which is over there back at first with his trophy. And uh, you can bet that he's a very happy young man. The umpires today, the American League umpire will start behind the play, Bill McGowan. At first base will be Bay Pennelly of the National League. At second base will be Quinn of the American League. And at third base will be George Farr of the National League. Here are all the National League players going back to their dugout right down here below us. A picture with all these different uniforms. Brooklyn uniform with gray and green. The Cardinals with uh, gray and red. New York with uh, gray and dark blue. The Cubs with gray and blue and red. There's Collins over there now, the Cubs first baseman in his uniform. And he's a camera fan and he's been getting some pictures too. And we're all ready for the All-Star Game of 1937. Going over now, before the umpires come out, what's happened in the previous games. In 1933, the American League won at Chicago 4-2. In 1934, the American League won at New York, 9-4. In 35, the American League won at Cleveland, 4-1. We had the pleasure of broadcasting that game from the big municipal stadium there on the lakefront at Cleveland in that year. Last year in 36, the National League won by a score of 4-3 at Boston. And what's going to happen in the year 1937 here in Washington? We'll know more about that just about two hours from now. Here are the umpires coming out. Judge Landis is seated right down here below us. Here the managers coming out, Joe McCarthy and Bill Terry. McCarthy is manager by virtue of his winning the American League pennant last year. Terry is manager by virtue of his winning the National League pennant last year. My associate here, Tony Wakeman, and I had the pleasure of broadcasting the World Series last year from New York. We're all set now for the big game of the year, uh, the All-Star Game of 1937 here in Washington. It's an ideal day. They couldn't have picked out a more glorious day for a glorious ball game than we have here today. Everybody is seated around here in the stands, above and below us, with their coats off, and everybody, of course, expectant now, waiting for this grand baseball classic to get underway. Archie Ward, the gifted sports editor of the Chicago Tribune, who was the originator of the first All-Star game in 1933, said a word of welcome to the public address system, to the fans here. He thanked Commissioner Landis, he thanked President Ford Frick and President Will Harridge of the American League for their wholehearted cooperation in, make this, in making this series of All-Star Games possible. And Archie said in his closing words that he hopes that this series of All-Star Games between the uh, stars of the National League and the stars of the American League will last forever. And I'm sure that that same feeling and that same sentiment is echoed by the baseball fans of the nation. We have a grand day here today. This will make the fifth All-Star Game. The series stands three games to one in favor of the American League. 
Now the umpires are down here around the home plate. With the managers, McCarthy and Terry, and with their assistants. Burke and Fletcher for the American League. And for the National League, Frankie Frisch and Jeff Haynes. Frankie Frisch and Charlie Dressen and Jeff Haynes. Jesse Haynes, who is the oldest player in the National League in point of service, was selected as honorary coach. The active coaches will be at first and third of Frankie Frisch, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and Charlie Dressen, the manager of the Cincinnati Reds. For the American League, it will be Joe McCarthy's two assistants, Artie Fletcher and Jimmy Burke. Del Baker, the acting manager of the Detroit Tigers, was previously selected, but because of illness and because of the handicap that Detroit is uh, trying to overcome now because of the absence of their manager, Mickey Cochran, uh, one of the most brilliant players in baseball history, uh, asked to be excused, and Burke was selected in his stead. This is a huge fence in right field. You know, Lou Gehrig hit, I believe it was 46 home runs last year, and did not hit a home run in Washington. That gives you an idea of this ballpark, just the size of it. It is not uh, very large as far as the stand and the seating capacity is concerned. As Tony said, they have 35,000 people in here. They could have put 60,000 people in this ballpark today because Washington is stark mad as far as this all-star game is concerned. There's all sorts of enthusiasm and excitement about it. But the seating capacity of the stand is around 35,000 people. There are no stands in right field. There is a stand in left field which extends all the way from the left field line to the center field wall. I'm going to repeat the batting order for those of you who might be just tuning in. Paul Wiener of Pittsburgh is in right field. Herman of the Cubs second. Paul of the Pirates third. Redrick of St. Louis left. Emory of the Cubs in center. Mize of St. Louis at first. Hartnett of the Cubs catching. Bartell of New York at short. And Dean was 12 and 7 as the pitcher. For the American League, it's Rolf at third. Geringer second. DiMaggio in right. Gehrig at first. Averill in center. Cullen at short. Dickey the catcher, West in left field, and Gomez the pitcher. And now before the ball game gets underway, we're going to pause very briefly for station identification. You're listening to the broadcast of the All-Star Game. The preliminaries here before the ball game gets underway from Griffith State, uh, Stadium here, the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGM, the voice of the people of Chicago. Well, we're just waiting now for the umpires to signal play ball. We sit back very comfortably now, ladies and gentlemen, and listen to the broadcast of the All-Star Game here from Washington. The umpires have gone around the plate. There the American League players are going onto the field. Of course, the home team, the uh, home uniform of every team is white. And that's why the American League players, even though they all have different uniforms in some respects, are all in white. That is the general trend of their uh, color of their uniform. The National League, because they're wearing visiting uniforms, are all uh, in different colors. There's Frisch going down to first, coach at first. And here's Charlie Dressen coming over to coach at third. And here's the leadoff man, last year's National League batting champion, Paul Wehner, leading off. That's one for the book. These clubs are so well stocked for hitters, with so much punch on each side. And here we have a man who's a natural three, four, or five spot hitter on the lineup, batting his leadoff man, Paul Wehner, with an average of 385. I don't think, Tony, you'll ever see that again. A 400 hitter leading off. Well, it should be.
should be a grand game. It's a grand day. And I'm sure that you join us in echoing the sentiment, may the best team win. Here's Gomez. Paul left-hander out there on the mound, getting ready to pitch the Paul Weir. All set, here's Rolf of the Yankees down below us at third. There's Joe Conan at short. There's Charlie Geringer, one of the greatest players of all time at second. And there's Larrapin Lou Gehrig, one of the outstanding players of all time at first. In right field is Joe DiMaggio. In center field is Earl Averill. And in left field is Sam West. Bill Dickey of the Yankees is the catcher, and Gomez is the pitcher. We're all set now for the first ball to be pitched. McGowan is the umpire, the American League back of the plate. And here's Paul Wiener up, a left-handed hitter. Now we're getting all set. Gomez has his sign. He's ready now to wind up in the first pitch. It's a fastball. It's a little bit outside of the knee for the ball. The umpire is moving the photographers away from photographers, grouped around the plate, and the umpire says no. This has been a field day for the boys with Babe Ruth, Judge Landis, the president, Will Harris, Ford Frick, and celebrities from every walk of life out here. The boys have had a great day clicking the old shutters of their cameras. The first pitch of the ball game was a ball. Paul Wainer is up. Gomez is getting his sign again. Here's the next pitch. It's a strike. It's shoulder high right over the plate. And the counter's one and one on the hitter. Nobody on. Nobody out. The game is just getting underway. The National League gets back first. Gomez gets his sign. Here's the next pitch. It's a fastball inside. Close at the knee for a ball. And the count is two and one on the hitter. American League tossed it up out there in the infield. There's Charlie Geringer rubbing his glove. Gomez bends halfway over, getting that wind-up set. Here he is, the pitch. It's a ground ball to Rolf. He has it. There goes the ball across the infield. He's out on an easy play. Rolf to Garrett. Paul Wiener was an easy out. Rolf to Garrett. Now the American League boys play it around. Conan has it. Geringer has it. Gary has it. Walks over to the pitcher and tosses the ball to him underhanded. The next man to come up is Billy Herman of the Cubs. Batting 352. Right-handed hitter. This is Billy Herman's birthday, by the way. Now Gomez gets his sign. Here's the pitch to Bill. It's a fastball over his head for a ball. Ball one. Nobody on and one out. Ball game is in the first half of the first inning. Billy Herman stands far back in the batter's box. Gomez is getting his sign. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball. He hits a high top foul. Back of the plate. Dickey's back. He's right under it and should get it. He's waiting. He has it for the second out. Billy Herman fouled out to Dickey, about 20 feet behind the plate, and right in line with the plate. He didn't have to move to his right or to his left, he just had to go back, and he went back about 20 feet. 20 or 25 feet behind the plate, it was an easier kind of an out. Next man to come up is Archie Vaughn. He's batting 360, he's playing third base today, his natural position is short. He's a left-handed batter, and he stands way back in the far corner of the batter's box, far away from the plate. Now Gomez is getting his sign. Here's the wind up in the pitch. It's a fastball and he hits a fly ball in the right center field. stopping for a hit. It's a single in the right center field. Averill gets the ball back into the infield pass. And it is the first hit of the ball game, a single into right center field. Just a fly ball, not very high, and it drops in short right center. Averill took the ball in the second bounce and shot it back in to Derringer at second. Here's Medwick. He's batting 404. Medwick of St. Louis, the right-handed hitter. Number seven in red on the back of his gray uniform. The first pitch is too low and outside, a fastball. There's the man on first for the National League. There's two out. The game is in the first half of the first inning. Gomez is pitching against Dean. Now Vernon gets his time again. He's all set. Here's the pitch. Medwick looks at a fastball inside. Post. Knee high. A ball. Ball two. 
Runner on first base, Archie Vaughn has a short lead off. The catcher for the American League is Bill Dickey, and he has a great throwing arm. Here's the next pitch. Medwick gets the bounding ball out to the shortstop, Cronin. Over to second base, out. Cronin to Geringer. Forced Vaughn going down to second base, and it retires the side. All right, Cronin. Well, the first man up for the National League was Paul Wainer, was out Ross to Gehrig. And then Herman fouled out to Dickey, and Vaughn got the first hit of the 1937 All-Star Ball Game, which is being played here at Griffith Stadium. And, of course, Medwick went out, forcing Archie Vaughn, or rather Archie Vaughn went out, he was forced at second. And now, they're having some sort of discussion down here in the field. Dizzy Dean goes out to the mound, he gets a hand, a grand hand. I would like to mention at this time that tonight from 8.30 to 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Mutual Broadcasting Network will make a special pickup to KGMB Honolulu, during which they will give a recreation and explain the activities to date which are being exercised in the search for Amelia Earhart and her navigator, Nuna. Now that time is 8.30 to 8.45. And now we're going into the last half of the first inning and back to Bob Elson. Thank you, Tony. For the, for the National League, Mice is at first, Billy Herman at second, Bartell at short, Vaughn is playing third, Medwick is in left field, Demery is in center field, and Paul Wainer in right field. Hartnett is catching, and Dean is the pitcher. The first man to bat for the American League is Rolfe. The third baseman is average for the, for the year is 293. Del Baker of Detroit is here after all and is coaching at third base. Artie Fletcher is coaching over at first. Now Dean is ready to pitch to Roth. Here's the first one. It's a fastball. It's too low. Boy, was that a fast one. You hear that pop in the glove all the way up here. We have a grand spot to see the game. So you're right in the ringside seat. Right above third base here for the all-star game in Washington. Here's the next pitch. It's a fastball. He attempted to bunch the ball and popped it through the stands down here below us. Here's a real scramble down here. You can imagine. The average baseball and an average ball game is a souvenir that people will tear their coats and everything else off to get at. Well, you can imagine what they'll do for a ball game in the All-Star game, for a baseball in the All-Star game. Ross is batting with nobody on and nobody out. There's no score in the game. There's the pitch. Ross took a straight fast ball that was a little bit too close. A ball. Dean didn't like that. He hollers at the umpire. Bill McCullough. Boy, did he get a reception out here today, this fellow, too. There he is out there in the mound. He starts his motion again. Here comes the pitch. It's a slow ball and it hits the ground ball out to the second baseman, Billy Herman, over to first base, and he's out. Herman the Myers. Rolf is out. Billy Herman to Johnny Myers. Next man to come up is the great second baseman of the Tigers, Charlie Gurney. He's batting 306. One of the grandest players in the game today. Here's Charlie up at the plate, a left-handed batter. Now Jesus is ready to pitch to him. Starts his wind up. Here it is. It's a fastball. It's very low. Ball one. National League tossed it up out there in the infield. Ball at third. Bartell at short. Herman at second. Mize at first. Here's the next pitch. It's a slow curve. A slow curve over the inside corner. Knee high. Count is one and one. The American League coach at first base. Art Fletcher wants to talk to the umpire and comes down the line to talk to him. The count is one and one on Geringer, American League second baseman. 
There's one out, and there is no one on the bases. There is no score in the game. Gomez is pitching against Dean. He'll take his time out there again, getting ready. Here's the next pitch to Charlie.
Johnny Mize of the St. Louis Cardinals is the National League first baseman. Man on first is Joe DiMaggio. He drew a base on ball. So far, there's been one hit of the game. Hockey ball. He's running here the next pitch. A fastball. Oh, how he swung that time and missed it. Dizzy Dean threw in a fastball knee high to Garrick, And Garrick swung hard and missed. Two strikes on Lou. Lou Garrick. American League first baseman is at bat here in the last half of the first inning with Joe DiMaggio on first and two up. Dizzy Dean on the mound. Tall Cardinal right-hander has his arms up over his head. He's ready. Here's the next pitch. A wild one very high, which Hartman had to go up to grab. And the count is ball one and strike two for Garrick. Maggio isn't taking any chances on Hartnett's arm. He's staying right close to first. Vaughn at third, Bartell at short, Thurman at second, Johnny Mize at first, a man on for the American League, and two up. Now Diz is getting his sign again. Here's the pitch. Gary gets the roller fouled on the first baseline. Johnny Mize comes over the line, picks up the ball, and fires it back around the National League infield. It's an easiest kind of a roller foul, about five feet outside the first baseline, and rolled almost down to the bag when Mize picks it up. National League boys take the ball around, step it up out there in the infield. The outfield is playing Gehrig a little bit around to the right. Dizzy Dean is getting his time again. And on first base has a pretty good leadoff. There he goes. Gehrig swung at the ball and foul tipped it. Lou Gehrig swung at the ball and foul tipped it. And the count is one and two on the batter. DiMaggio is going back to first. Man on first base. Lou Gehrig batting. Down on him is ball one and strike two. Next man to come up will be Earl Averill. Dean was ready that time, and then he decided to step off the pitching rubber and fix his belt. Pull his cap down firmly on his head. Now he's getting ready out there again. He's all set. There goes the runner. Here's the pitch. Right three. Stuck him out. A fastball right over the plate, and Gary swung hard and missed, and it retires the stop. All right, folks. Well, when Dizzy Dean steps out on the diamond... He always causes a lot of excitement. Here he is directly below us, grinning from ear to ear as he walks into the dugout. Ralph, the first man up, without Herman Demise. Gehringer drove to Bartell for the second out, and then DiMaggio walked. And Lou Gehrig came up, and Dizzy Dean struck him out. The score at the end of the first inning, the National Leaguers nothing, and the American Leaguers nothing. One hit so far, and that was by Archie Vaughn in the first inning. Going in now to the national tap off the set. Score nothing, nothing, and Bob Elf. The first man to bat for the National League will be the brilliant outfielder of the Chicago Cubs, Frank Demery, who's playing in center field today. Frank is the right-handed hitter. His batting average today is 323. He's a fine outfielder. He can travel out there in the outfield. He has a good arm, a fine hitter, and a real hustler. Boy, it'll be very hard to pick between these two teams today. Two wonderful teams. Vernon Gomez is pitching for the Yankees. Dizzy Dean is pitching for the National League. Vernon Gomez for the American League and Dean for the National. Here's Frank Demery up. Starting the second inning and the first pitch is very low, almost into the dirt. Ball one. Here's an airplane zoning overhead. Nobody on the bases and nobody out. Ball game is in the first half of the second. Gomez gets this sign. Here's the next pitch. 
He hits a high, short fly to center field. It should be caught. The center fielder is in under it. Earl Averill, he's looking up. Sing, he caught it for the first out. Frank Demery sent a short fly ball into center field that was caught by Earl Averill. He throws the ball in behind second base to Conan. Conan flips it to Geringer, Geringer to Roth, and then back to Gomez. The next man to come up is the first baseman of the St. Louis Cardinals, the National League first baseman, Johnny Mize. He's batting 363. Here's the pitch. He hits a high fly in the left field that should be caught. The left fielder's coming in. He's right under it now. Sam West, and he caught it for the second out. Johnny Mize did a high fly into short left field that was caught by Sam West, outfielder of the St. Louis Browns. You can see the reflection of the sun on his glasses. Now the next man to come up is Parknet of the Chicago Cubs. His batting average is 384. Here he is. The first pitch to Hartnett is a strike. It's a fastball right down the middle. Two off to the National League. Nobody on the bases. There's no score. Gomez against Dean. Gomez is ready. Here's the pitch. He hits a bounding ball between first and second. Second baseman Geringer has it over to first. He's an easy out. Geringer to Gehrig. And it retires the side. In the Nationals half of the second inning, Demery slide out to Averill. Mize slide out to Sam West. Gabby Hartnett went out Geringer to Lou Gehrig at first. We're going into the last half of the second inning. The score remains nothing-nothing. And we've had one hit so far in this ball game. Archie Vaughn single in the first inning for the National League. And as we told you, Dizzy was highly pleased after his appearance out there in the first inning. Came back into the dugout. Broad smile. He's still shooting them down. Gabby Hartnett. Now walking over, and we'll turn the microphone back to Bob Elf. The first man to bat for the American League in the last half of the second inning is Earl Averill. Earl is playing center field. His batting average is 313. He's a left-handed batter. Now Dean is ready. Here's the first pitch. It's a one a little bit too close. Knee high. Ball one. Nobody on and nobody out in the last half of the second inning for the American League. No score. Here's the next pitch. Averill took one right across his shoulders for a strike. The count is one and one on Earl Averill, the first man up in the last half of the second. Here's gets the sign again from Hartnett. The National League infielders chalk it up out there. Vaughn, Bartell, Billy Herman, Miles. Hodges has his sign. Here's the next pitch. He almost fell. Diz almost fell as he threw that one with a ball over his head. And he's laughing now. As he delivered the ball, he stumbled. And the pitch was very high, went over the batter's head, and Earl Averill, the batter, gives him a bit. So the count is two and one now. Diz is getting ready again. Here's the next pitch. Low and inside the ball. Makes it three and one on Averill. Nobody on and nobody out. Last half of the second. Next man to come up is the shortstop, Joe Coleman. Here's the pitch. It's a perfect pitch right over the heart of the plate. Strike. Fastball. Ready here's the next pitch. He hits one into right field. A safe hit for Averill. Right fielder Paul Wiener juggles the ball, but picks it up right away. It's a single into right field for Earl Averill. Brings up Coleman, the manager and shortstop of the Boston Red Sox, the right-handed hitter. Coleman's average today is 332. I'm going to repeat the batting averages today 
for each player just the first time up. So that you fans who are marking the scorecard will know what each player is hitting, but just the first time up. And on first base now is nobody out for the American League. Here's Colin up. The pitch, way outside, a pitch out. Runner stayed at first, ball one. The next man to come up will be Bill Dickey, the catcher, and then Sam West, the left fielder. It's the last half of the second inning, and there is no score. This is ready, here's the pitch. There's a fly ball in the center field. The center fielder, Demery, is under it and should get it, and has it for the first out. Colin hit a fly ball into direct, into dead center field. Right out just about in line with second base, and the center fielder, Demery, didn't have to move at all. It was an easy out. Next man to come up is the catcher of the Yankees. The American League catcher today, Bill Dickey. Bill's batting 300. Here's the first pitch. It's a fast one right around his knees for a called strike. This has lots to hop on the old fast one today. Man on first base for the American League and one gone. It's the last half of the second inning. Now Dizzy's getting the sign again. Arms up over his head. Drops him down. Here's the pitch. There's a ground ball out close to second base. Billy Herman can't get it. It's a hit. It's a hit for Dickey. Billy Herman went to his right and knocked the ball down behind second base. The ball rolled into short center field. And it's a hit. Put the man on first and the man on second for the American League. And brings up the left fielder, Sam West. That's two hits this inning. Sam West up at the plate, a left-handed batter. Man on first and a man on second. Hodges is getting a sign again. He's all ready. There's a high fly into short center field. Demery is under it and should get it. He's moving over a little bit to his right, to left center. He has the ball for the second out, and it brings up Gomez. Sam West flies to Demery in short left center field. The left fielder Medwick was also over there. He was howling at Demery to take it. Here's Gomez coming up with two outs. Two men on, last half of the second inning, and no score. So we've had three hits in the ballgame so far, one by the National League and two by the American League. Hartnett and Mize talked to the pitcher Dizzy Dean. The National League is warming up Kyle Hubble down the line here to our left. Kyle Hubble will be the second National League pitcher. The first pitch to Gomez. Boy, that was a fast one. Right around his knees. Strike one. Burns didn't offer at it. Man on first and a man on second. Dean is pitching to Vernon Gomez. Here's the next pitch. It's low and outside. A ball to Gomez. And the count is one and one. This takes a couple of kicks at the pitching rubber out there. Gets all set again. Arms up over his head, drops him down, he's ready, here's the pitch to Gomez, a fastball, shoulder high, swung hard and missed it, and the count is one and two. Lots of pepper out there in that National League infield, the boys are talking it up pretty, you can hear them barking all the way up here in the stands. He has a count of ball one and strike two on Gomez, Dean is ready again, here's the pitch, strike three, struck him out, a call strike, right around his knees, two men are left on the bases, and that's the end of the second inning, here's Tony Wade. The end of the second inning, the score stands nothing, nothing. Gabriel, the first man up, singled out to right. Sloan with the Cronin fly to center. And then Dickey got a hit down towards second. Abriel moving over towards that base. West 
who followed, slide out the center, and Gomez struck out. Three hits so far in the ball game, two for the American Leaguers in that inning, and one for the National Leaguers in the first. Back to the ball game at Griffith Stadium, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We're going into the national half of the third inning, score nothing, nothing, and Bob Elk. Kind of bat for the National League in the first half of the third, right down here below us, is little Dick Bartell. There's that familiar traveling uniform of the New York Giants, gray, with a light blue cap, blue and white stockings, and blue lettering on the back of the shirt. Dick wears number two. He's the first man to bat for the National League in the first half of the third. Bartell's number is 300. His batting average is 306. Now Gomez looks him over. Pitch to Bartell, he swung at and fouled. It licked uh, Bill Dickey in the shoulder. Went back into the wire. One strike on Bartell. Charlie Dressen of the Reds is coaching at third. Frankie Fish of the Cardinals is coaching at first. The National League at that in the first half of the third. Gomez is getting his sign. Here's the next pitch. He hits the ground ball to the shortstop Conan up with it. There it goes over to first base. He's out by about 10 feet for the first out, Conan McGarry. Easy out. Here's 52. Well, just get the nice reception from the crowd. A few boos, but mostly applause. Some of the boys walking to have some fun with him. And here's the first pitch to do. Ogles with the high foul, back up on top of the roof. Foul strike. Bill Dickey gets a new baseball from umpire McGowan. He throws it back out to the pitcher. The umpires are McGowan, Quinn of the American League, Canelli and Barr of the National League. Here's the wind-up again by Gomez in the next pitch. The fastball, and here's with the pop fly to right field near the first baseline. They're all running for it. Looks like it's going to be caught. DiMaggio has it for the out. Here's with a short fly ball into short right field, about eight feet from the power line. It was caught by DiMaggio, who came over there and waited for it, and it was an easy out. Got over very fast to grab it. Here's the leadoff man, Paul Wainer. The fans are having some fun with Diz. He comes back. First man to bat for the National League in the first half of the third. Bartell's number is 300. His batting average is 306. Gomez looks him over. First pitch to Bartelli swung at and fouled. It licked uh, Bill Dickey in the shoulder. Went back into the wire. One strike on Bartell. Charlie Dressen of the Reds is coaching at third. Frankie Fish of the Cardinals is coaching at first. The National League is that in the first half of the third. Gomez is getting his sign. Here's the next pitch. He hits the ground ball with the shortstop Conan up with it. There it goes over to first base. He's out by about 10 feet for the first out Conan to Gary. Easy out. Here's 52. Soldiers get the nice reception from the crowd. A few boos, but mostly applause. Some of the boys walking to have some fun with him. And here's the first pitch to this. Old Bruce with the high foul back up on top of the roof. Foul strike. 
So Dickey gets a new baseball from umpire McGowan. Throws it back out to the pitcher. The umpires are McGowan, Quinn of the American League, and Elian Barr of the National League. Here's the wind-up again by Gomez in the next pitch. The fastball, and here's with the top line to right field near the first baseline. They're all running for it. Looks like it's going to be caught. DiMaggio has it for the out. Here's with a short fly ball into short right field, about eight feet from the power line. It was caught by DiMaggio, who came over there and waited for it, and it was an easy out. Got over very fast to grab it. Here's the leadoff man, Paul Wainer. The fans are having some fun with Grizz. He comes back behind the plate, back here to the National League dugout. Now the first pitch, Paul Wainer takes it as a strike. Paul Wainer bounced off to Ross the first time up. One strike on Wainer, two out. Nobody on the bases in the first half of the third. Gomez is getting a sign. Here's the next pitch. Wainer hit the ground ball right into the National League dugout. Boys jump out of there in a hurry down here below us. As Wainer rifles one on the ground right into the dugout, and it's two strikes on Paul. He's the leadoff man for the National League and the right fielder. Here's the wind-up in the next pitch. Fastball, he hooks a short fly ball in the left field near the line. The left fielder West is coming over. He's under it. Has it. Retiring the side. Paul Wainer hit a short fly ball down the left field line in short left field. It was caught by West about five feet inside the line in fair territory to retire the side. That's the end of the first half of the third. We're going into the last half of the third inning. The score still stands nothing-nothing. That inning for the Nationals. Bartell was out thrown into Gehrig. Dean flied out to right field. And Paul Wainer, the leadoff man for the National Leaguers, flied out to left. We have had three hits so far, two for the American Leaguers, both in the second inning. Gomez is finished, and he allowed one hit while he was out on the mound for the American League. The Nats got one hit in the first, and that was Archie Vaughn Singh. Dizzy Dean, shooting them down to Gabby Hartnett. It'll be play ball and Bobel. The third inning now with the American League coming to bat. Face Dizzy Dean. First man to come up is Red Rolfe. He bounced out to Billy Herman the first time up. There's no score as we start the last half of the third. Now Dean is getting his sign. Here's the first pitch. It's a little bit outside, knee high. All one. Aki Vaughn, the third baseman, is playing in close here. Shortstop Bartell is playing deep. Here's the next pitch. There's a ground ball out to Bartell. Up with it, over to first base. He's out. Bartell to mine. He had a ground ball to Bartell. Bartell moved in about five feet on the ball, picked it up and rifled it over to Johnny Mize to get his man for an easy out. One going. Next man to come up is the second baseman, Charlie Guernsey. The first time up, he lined out to Bartell. The first pitch is a ball that's too low to Guernsey. Ball one. Johnny Mize plays Guernsey way over near the first baseline. Here's the next pitch, a slow ball. It's a strike. Gee, that was a beauty that time. Old Dean threw in that floater. Just seemed to hang in the air. He got it right in there below Charlie Geringer's shoulders for a strike. Here's the next pitch to Charlie. It's a fastball right down the middle. A beauty that time for a called strike. And the count is one and two. And Old Diz is mixing them up plenty. One out of nobody on in the last half of the third. Dean is ready. Here's the pitch. He hits a high foul up. 
on top of the roof here to our right. Our position is in the upper grandstand between the plate and third. O'Diz is right down here in front of us now. Looking down at Hartnett, getting his sign. Charlie Gernsey gets tired of waiting. Wipes his face with his uh, sleeve and steps out of the batter's box. Now he's back up in there again. The count is one and two on Charlie. There's one out. Nobody on the bases in the last half of the third. Here's the pitch. It's the ball. It's outside, shoulder high. I'd rather think if you listen closely that every once in a while you can hear that ball pop into the glove on your radio. It's so close here to the plate. This is getting his sign. Here's the next pitch to Geringer. It's a high bounding ball between first and second. Billy Herman is over fast, over the first base, and he's out. Turn to the mark. It is a high bounding ball. Herman got it off the third bounce and threw him up. He went to his left, that is towards first. Picked the ball up midway between the bags, between first and second. Here's the right fielder, Joe DiMaggio. He walked the first time up. Joe is facing Dean. There's two out and nobody on the bases and no score. He was in the batter's box and then he stepped out again to get some dirt on his hands. Pretty warm here today. Here's the pitch. It's a little bit too close above the knee for the ball. The first time up, he drew a walk. Here's is getting the sign again. He's ready. Here's the next pitch. He fouled right back into the wire behind the plate and the count is one and one. Dean steps back off the pitching level momentarily, but right back up there again. He's a fast workman out there in the mound today. He's winding up again. Here's the next pitch to Joe. It's a fastball right down the middle for a strike. They tie, and the count is ball one and strike two on Joe DiMaggio. It's two out here. Nobody on the bases. Dizzy's getting ready. Here's the next pitch. There's a hard hit single right out over the bag in the center field. A hard hit ground ball by DiMaggio right through the box, right over second base in the center field. Puts him on first base and brings up Lou Gehrig. That was hit number three for the American League. The National League has made one hit. The ball was stacked right back through the box. Here's Lou Gehrig up. And on first base, a slow ball to Gehrig is right across his knees for a tall strike. The first time up, Gehrig struck out. Here's Keith to walk the line on DiMaggio on first base. is extending his lead a little bit. Watch him there. He edges off the bag. As a fair lead, he's edging off a little farther. Here's the pitch. A fast ground and he hits the wrong one. Well, as a murmur still going through the stands, 
for the first out. Billy Herman is on second, and the next man to come up is Joe Medwick. Medwick hit into a fourth out the first time up, hit to the shortstop. Here's Joe up at the plate now with Billy on second base. National League two runs behind. The first pitch, he hit the bounding ball over Frankie Frisch's head, fouled on the first baseline. Frisch is coaching at first. Remember the picture now for the American League on the field. DiMaggio is in right field. Averill is in center field. West is in left field. Gary gets first. Gerringer second. Stolen short. Ralph third. Dickey catching. And a new pitcher now, Bridges. Here's the next pitch. Medwick hits one down the third base.
We're going in now to the last half of the fourth inning, and Carl Hubble is now pitching for the National League. And here's Bob Elf. Carl Hubble, who has a record this year of 11 victories against four defeats, a lad who will go down in baseball's record books as one of the great pitchers of all time, is ascending the mound now for the National League in a very close, wonderful ball game here in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. The score is 2-1 to one in favor of the American League as they come to bat in the last half of the fourth. First man to come up will be the manager and shortstop of the Boston Red Sox, Joe Cronin. Kyle Hubble out of the mound. He has 11 victories this year against four defeats. You remember in the string of games for the Giants, he was knocked out of the box, I believe it was five or six times, but was not defeated all those times. Now Hubble is pitching to Cronin. Here's the first pitch. It's a little bit low and outside for the ball. Joe Cronin up. Time up, he sent a fly ball to Demery. Joe stands back, but bends at the middle and right over that plate. He attempted to punch the ball that time and missed it completely. And the count is one and one on Joe. So when he stands up there at the plate, he uh, doesn't stop the plate. He stands back, but he almost bends in half as he leans forward. Now he's up there now, leaning way over. Number four on the back of his white uniform. Here's the next pick from Hubble. It's a ball, a shoulder high, a little bit outside, and the count on Joe is ball two and strike one. There's nobody on. There's nobody out. The game is in the last half of the fourth inning. The score, the American League two, the National League one. National League scored on a hit, on two hits, a single and a double. The American League on a single and a homer. There's a high fly into short left field. Medwick is coming over near the line. He should get it. He's under it, and he has it. Three feet inside the left field line in short left field for the first out. Joe Cronin flies to Medley. Now the next man to come up is Phil Dickey, the American League catcher. He had a hit the first time up. Carl Hubble is pitching. Now the wind up in the pitch. It's a fastball that almost hit him in the head. Ball one. Hill jumps out of the way in a hurry. Billy Herman plays this batter back on the grass. Second baseman of the National League plays him back, plays him very deep. He's back on the grass almost in short right field. Rest of the infield is intact in position. There's a curveball, that famous screwball of Hubble's, that went uh, very low. Johnny Mize is playing Dickey very close to first base. Left side of the infield, Archie Vaughn and Bartell making a lot of noise. Now the wind up in the next pitch. It's a little bit too close. Waste five for a third ball on Dickey. Ball three. Next man to come up will be the left fielder, Sammy West. The score is two to one in favor of the American League. The ball game is in the last half of the fourth. Grand and glorious baseball day. Nice and bright and sunshiny and a wonderful game. Here's the next pitch. It's a strike. Right down the middle that time. Waste five. Kyle threw in a straight fastball. He knew the batter's weight with a three and nothing count. He just, the only object that time was to get it in over the plate. Ball three and strike one now for Dickey. One out and nobody on. Hubble is ready. Here's the next pitch. It's over his head. Ball four. Still Dickey gets the base on balls and it brings up the left fielder, Sam West. The first time up, he flied out to Demery in center field. Hubble takes his cap off and wipes his face. 
There's number 11 in the back of his gray uniform in blue. Here's Gabby Hartnett down below. He's making a lot of noise. Sammy West up. He bats left-handed. Kyle Hubble is getting the sign again. Dickie has a pretty good lead off. There he goes down. There's a ground ball through my eyes. He's going into right field. And the runner from first base is coming around to third. It's called a hit. It's a pretty hard hit ground ball. It went through Johnny Myers into right field. And the official score called today's hit. Hit number five for the American League. It puts a man on first and a man on third and brings up the pitcher, Tommy Bridges. Score is two to one in their favor. Carl is getting ready. Here's the first pitch, Tommy Bridges. He scored the ball and threw back almost into the National League dugout here below us. That boy takes it off to him. Tommy Bridges swung. That Kyle Hubble's first pitcher was just around his waist. The bat slipped out of his hands and went almost into the National League dugout here behind third. Hubble is getting his sign again. A man on first and a man on third and one out. Here's the next pitch to Bridges. He swung again in this. It's two strikes on Tommy. Believe me, Kyle Hubble is bearing down and putting plenty of dope on that ball now. National League is warming up Blanton in the bullpen in left field. American League at that in the last half of the fourth inning. West on first, Dickey on third. National League infield drawn in close. Hubble is getting his sign. Here's the pitch. Strike three. Struck him out on three pitch four. Lots of dope on that one. It was a low pitch outside with a big hook on it. Bridges swung and missed. Here's the leadoff man, Red Ross. has been up twice and has passed out on each occasion. Man on first and a man on third and Ross batting. Two going now in the last half of the fourth. Up on his ready is the pitch. It's too low a ball. Bill Dickey is right down here below it on third base. Over there at first base is Sammy West. National League infield talks it up plenty and shouts words of encouragement to Kyle Hubble. Here's the next pitch to Ross. It's high and outside a ball. Ball two. Next man to come up will be Charlie Geringer. National League has made three hits. The American League has made six hits. The American League has made two runs. The National League one run. Gary with a home run with a man on. Hubble is getting ready out there again. Here's the next pitch to Ross. Ross hits a fly ball. Way out in the right center field. And they're going for it. They can't get it. And here's Ross coming to third. Here he's safe at third. It's a triple against the first in right center field by Red Ross. That goes in two more runs for the American League. Frank Emery, the center fielder, and Paul Winner, the right fielder, made a frantic effort to reach that ball. It hit the fence out in right center field on the first bounce. It hit on the ground just in front of the fence and bounced against the fence. Emery fired it back into the infield. Emery to Billy Herman to third base. But Roth is in the third base, standing up with a triple. And the score is 4 to 1 now in favor of the American League. Next man to come up will be Charlie Geringer. Gabby Hartnett and Bill Perry are going out to talk to Hubble. Bill Perry and Hartnett are talking to Hubble. With a man on third base, two off. The score is four to one in favor of the American League. 
Here's Bill Terry coming in right to Lois now. Going into the National League dugout. They're going to leave him in. Red Ross drove a triple into the far corner of right center field. Scoring two more runs for the American League. And they're leading 4-1. Charlie Garinger up with a man on third and two gone. Now to wind up in the first pitch to Charlie. It's over his head for a ball. Ball one. Red Rock triples, scoring two runs. He's on third base to Lois here with Hubble. Pitching to another dangerous batsman, Charlie Garinger. He's ready here's the next pitch. There's a hit into right field. Johnny Myers couldn't hit it off. And it goes into right field for a single. Scores another run. Makes the score five to one. Next man to come up will be DiMaggio. We're going to get a new pitcher for the National League. Cy Platten is going to relieve Hubble. Well, this has been a big inning for the American League. It started with a walk to Dickey. Then a single by Sam West. Gomez, his uh, successor, Bridges, struck out. But Ross drove a triple into the far corner of right center field. Scoring two runs. And then he scored when Charlie Geringer drove a ground ball into right field for a single. Now the score is 5-1. to one. In favor of the American League in the last half of the fourth inning. And Joe DiMaggio is coming to bat. DiMaggio's had a perfect day so far with a walk in the hit. Now the pitcher's getting his sign. And on first has a short lead off. The first pitch to DiMaggio is wide. Shoulder high for a ball. Ball one. Nice little game through this. it up out there. Blanton stands on the pitching rubber. Watch his solid guarantee. He's content with a short lead over at first. He's edging now and teasing his lead a little bit. Here's the next pitch to DiMaggio. It's a fast ball below the shoulders, right over the plate. And the counter is one and one on the hitter. Blanton's getting his sign now. He's ready. Here's the next pitch. There's a key. There was a big hook on that one. And DiMaggio got a piece of it and rolled it off on the ground here to the left. A curved ball with a very sharp break. It was apparent up here in the sand. DiMaggio got a piece of it and fouled it off on the ground to the left. Now it's ball one and strike two on Joe. Takes his time out there again and gets all ready. Darren Gerridge is off the first base. Now he's all set. Here's the pitch. There's the roller. Foul the left of the plate again on the ground. There was that sharp breaking curve again. DiMaggio couldn't get a hold of it solidly and fouled it. Hartman is walking out to talk to Blanton. American League is ahead in the last half of the fourth inning, 5-1. to one. Guy Blanton goes back and picks up the rosin bag and dries his hands. Puts his cap down firmly on his head. Now he's ready. Joe DiMaggio up at the plate. Geringer's edging off the first base. He has a long lead now. There's a throw to first base, and then he hustles back onto the bag. Blanton demise. Geringer gets back onto the bag in a hurry. Again, the pitcher's getting it. Throws the first base, and again, he has to hustle to get back. Geringer's on first. His single drove in well. Again, he's ready. Here's the next pitch. DiMaggio took a wide one for me for a ball. So far, the American League has made eight hits. The National League has made three hits. The American League has made five runs. The National League, one run. 
Three and two count. Watch the man on first take for second now. There's two gone. There he goes. Strike three. Struck him out. It was a curveball right around his waist. And Joe DiMaggio swung hard, struck out, and one man was left down the base. All right, Tony. Well, the American League has scored three runs in their half of the fourth inning. They've scored two runs in the third. And the National League is scoring one in the fourth. In that particular inning for the American Leaguers, Cronin flied out to Medwick and left. Dickey walked, West hit down the first baseline, Dickey moving down to third. Bridges struck out, Roth tripled, the deep center scoring West and Dickey. Geringer singled the right, scoring Roth, and then Maggio struck out. We pause now for station identification. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going into the first half of the fifth inning now with the National League having quite a handicap here in front of them. A handicap being four runs. American League is ahead five to one as we start the first half of the fifth. And here's good old Gabby Harkness. The old Admiral himself up at the plate. The right-handed batter, Gabby Harkness of the Cubs. First pitch is a fastball that's blown outside the ball. The National League scored their run off of Bridges in the fourth inning on a single by Billy Herman. An infield out and a double by Medwick. Bridges is pitching to Hartnett. There's a hard hit ball right through the box. It almost took a leg off of Bridges. Hartnett slammed one on the ground right through the box. It almost took Tony Bridges' leg off. Very hard hit ball. Next man to come up is Bartell. The National League hurries to warm up a pitcher with them of Cincinnati, and there's a chance that we might get a pinch hitter for Blanton. National League here is four runs behind. Here's Dick Bartell, the shortstop, coming up with a man on first. This is Bartell's second appearance at the plate. The National League has made four hits. Hartnett's hit in the first half of the fifth was hit number four. Herman, Vaughn, and Medwick have the other. He's ready as the pitch. There's a high fly in the left field. Sammy West is under it. Just moves in about two feet. He's looking high up into the air, waiting for it. Bing, he caught it for the out. Man on first base and one gone. Here's a pinch hitter coming up. Mel Ott is going to bat for Blanton. Mel Ott of New York is coming up to bat for Cy Blanton. Now we'll have an announcement from the stands. There it is. Mel Ott of the New York Giants. Mel Ott is batting for Blanton with a man on first. National League is in a spot here where Branton, who came in to strike out the Maggio, must be sacrificed to try to get some runs. Four runs behind. They have a man on first base and one gone. And Bill Carey is putting Ott in the bat for Branton. Now Bridges is getting his time. First pitch to Little Mel is too low for the ball. Ott has been in a bad slump up until the last two weeks when he started to bang that ball in old-time Ott fashion. Pitches a strike, it's right around his knees, and the count is one and one. Odd is not hitting anywhere near 300, which is far off of his average. Bridges getting his sign again. Here's the next pitch to Ott. Ott swings and hits one down the first baseline, a base hit. Going far back into the right field corner. Here's Gabby Hartnett coming around the third, and Ott fills up at second base. It's a double. Hard hit ball down the first baseline between Gehrig and the line. It hits into... In short right field, just about a half a foot fair. 
Gary stuck out his glove trying to head the ball off when it went by him in the air, about knee high, but couldn't head it off. It rolled in right field and way down into the right field corner, back against the fence, and DiMaggio fires it back into the infield. DiMaggio to Gary, and Gary ran into the infield with the ball. Hartman is on third, Nell out is on second. Next man to come up is Paul Weiner, last year's National League batting champion. The man on second and the man on third. Here's Wainer up. He's been up twice today without a hit. He bounced out the first time. Then a fly ball to left field the second time. Here's the pitch. It's in the dirt. A ball. Dickey had to go down on his knees and block that ball with his body to prevent a run from coming in. Man on second and man on third for the National League in the first half of the fifth. Tommy Bridges is getting his sign again from Bill Dickey. Here's the next pitch to Paul Winner. He hits the fly ball into left field, left center field. Left fielder and the center fielder are both there. And the left fielder, West caught it. Here's Hartnett scoring. And the score now is 5-2. to two. Paul Winner hit a fly ball into left center field. The center fielder, Abril, and the left fielder, West, almost got mixed up on the ball in an Alphonse Gastonac. First one thought the other was going to take it. And finally, West grabbed the ball. Billy Herman coming up with a man on second. One run in. The score is 5-2 to two in favor of the American League. Two gone in the fifth inning. Herman has been up twice and made one hit. Here's the pitch. It's a curve over the outside corner. Waste five for a called strike. Tommy takes his glove off. Looks back around the infield and the outfield to see that everybody's in place. Gehrig at first. Geringer at second. Colin short. Rolf third. Maggio in right field, Abril in center field, West in left field. Bridget pitching and Dickey catch. Two out on the man on second. Herman hits the line drive. Ross knocks down, picked up. Going to be a close play at first base. He is safe. I believe it will be called a hit. It was a line drive, which Ross leaped for. They're calling it an error for Ross. They call it an error for Ross. That Ross should have held it, and he gets an error. Puts a man on first and a man on third for the National League, and it brings up Archie Ball. A hard hit ball, about a foot or two over Ross's head. He leaped up and had the ball in his hand and got, got away from him, went behind him, and the official scorer charges Ross with an error. So puts Billy Herman on first, Bell out on third, and brings up Archie Ball. And up twice has made one hit. Fastball, a little bit too close to the knee. Ball one. The score is the American League five and the National League two. National League at bat in the first half of the fifth. Tommy Bridges, a right-hander on the mound. Archie Vaughn is up at the plate. He's ready. There's a high foul over to the right. Gehrig is getting over under it outside of first base, about 20 feet from the bag, and has it retiring the side. Archie Vaughn with a high foul just outside of first base, about 15 or 20 feet. It was caught by Garrick and it retired the side. Two men are left on the bases. That's the end of the first half of the fifth inning. And here's Tony Wakeman to tell you just what happened. As we go into the last half of the fifth inning, the ball game stands, the American Leaguers five and the National Leaguers two. Quite a bit of action in that particular inning. Hartnett singled out to center. Bartell fly to west and left. 
And then Mellot went in as a pinch hitter for Cy Blanton. He doubled down the first baseline. Hartnett pulling up at third. Paul Wainer came up and slide to center. Hartnett scoring after the catch. Grissom is now pitching for the National Leaguers, just going out the mound. And then Herman followed Paul Wainer. He drove to Roth, who dropped the ball. Hart moving down to third. And then Archie Vaughn sent a high foul down the first baseline to Lou Gehrig and retiring the side. We're going into the last half of the fifth inning. Okay, Bob. Well, here's Lou Grissom of Cincinnati, one of the few first-year men to make an all-star team. DiMaggio did it last year, but they don't do it very often and won't do it very often in the future. Grissom, a left-hander, who has a fine record this year for Cincinnati. All left-handers on the mound now. Replaced Blanton, who's taken out for a pinch hitter. And we're starting the last half of the fifth inning with a score 5-2 to two in favor of the American League. Garrick is going to be the first man up. Garrick has been up twice. In his case, we saw each extreme. The first time, he struck out. The second time, he hit a home run. Now we're starting the last half of the fifth inning. There's a change in the umpires now. The National League goes behind the plate. Umpire Barr is going back to the plate. McGowan, who's been behind the plate, is going down to third. Dave Pinelli is over at second, and Quinn goes to first. For the balance of the ball game, the National League umpire will be behind the plate. Here's the first pitch to Gary. Gets a strike right around his knee. Grissom is pitching a left-hander. Last time up, Gary blasted a home run drive way over the right field fence. Nobody on and nobody out in the last half of the fifth inning. The American League ahead 5-2. to two. Here's the next pitch. He swung that time at a fastball around his knees. He tried to stop, but the umpire says it was a strike anyway. Gary tried to stop his swing, but the umpire said regardless of whether or not he went more than halfway around, the pitch was a strike. So it's two strikes now on Gary. With Grissom getting all set again, here's the next pitch. A little bit too low. Keeping him in low and outside for Garrick. And that pitch was a little bit too low. And it's a ball. Next man to come up will be Averell and then Coleman. The American League is ahead 5-2. to two. Garrick is up on the plate. Here's the next pitch. He started his swing, but he stopped his swing. The umpire says a ball and Hotnet is complaining about it. Gary started the swing at a low outside pitch. He stopped his swing. Hartnett claimed that the umpire was that Gary had gone more than halfway around, and the umpire says no. The count is two and two on the bat. Four fine umpires out here today, and they're doing a very creditable job. Here comes the next pitch. There's a fastball right down the middle. He's out on strike. Listen, struck out Gary. The fastball right down the middle, waist high. Lou wasn't expecting the pitch so good with the count two and two. He thought Grissom would work him on one, but he threw one right down the alley, and Gehrig is out on strike. Here's the center fielder, Earl Averill. That's twice today that Gehrig has struck out. Averill has been up twice. He's made one hit. Now Grissom is getting his sign. Here's the pitch. Twice. He's swung at a sidearm curveball and missed it. This lad has lots of dope. Lots of stuff on that ball. Mm-hmm. 
Kristen Watson switching hand across the front of his uniform. He's wearing a gray Cincinnati uniform with a black cap and a bright red suit. Red stockings. Mexico guys in the basketball last time, right down the middle. And how Averill swung. He swung from his heels that time and missed it. Kristen is showing the fans out here an awful lot of pitching in his debut in an all-star game. Grissom is getting his sign. Here's the pitch. Twice he swung at a sidearm curveball and missed it. This lad has lots of dirt. Lots of stuff on that ball. Grissom watched his pitching hand across the front of his uniform. He's wearing a gray Cincinnati uniform with a black cap and a bright red suit. Red stockings. Set out there again. Here's the next pitch. Strike three. Struck him out. He scored a curveball around his knees and struck out. That's too long. Next man to come up is Turner. His record this year is won seven games and lost six. Grissom with Cincinnati. Here's pulling up at the plate with two out and nobody on the bases. The first pitch is too low inside a ball. Ball one. Nobody on is too gone. There's two strikeouts this inning for Grissom. Next pitch to Cronin. He wanted a bad pitch that time. Low and inside. It's a strike. Joe started the swing and then tried to stop his swing. And he turns around out of the crowd with a big smile on his face. He looks out on the pitch, but he took it like a real sport. Nobody on the bases for the American League in the last half of the fifth inning, and they're leading 5-2. to two. Grissom is ready. Here's the next pitch, a fastball. He hits on safety over the first baseman's head. He's going down to the right field corner against the wall, and Joe is on his way to second base with a double to his credit. Coleman doubles against the right field fence. Right down into the right field corner. Hit number nine for the American League. The next man to come up is the catcher, a left-handed batter, Bill Dixon. Listen, takes a lot of time out there getting ready. Joe Coleman on second base. Bill Dixon's record so far today. He has a hit and a walk. Now Grissom is ready to pitch to him. First pitch Dickey took, it was inside, waist high, a little bit too close, and it's a ball. Turning on second base, the American League ahead 5-2 in their batting in the last half of the fifth. Kirsten is pitching to Dickey. Here's the next pitch. He slams a fly ball way out into right center field. It's going to drop where he hits. It goes back against the fence. Henry is picking it up. 
He's coming around second. He's out of way to third. The relay may hit him. Please go back to second now. When the relay started to come in fast, Dickey went back to second. It was a double in the right center field by Bill Dickey. Scores another run for the American League and makes the score six to two in their face. Now the next man to come up is the left fielder, Sam West. Two doubles in a row after two outs. He struck out Gary, and he struck out Averill. Stolen doubles and Dickey doubles. And now the left fielder Sam West is up with a man on second and two goals. Here's the pitch. Fast and right up around his neck. He swung hard and missed. American League leading six to two. Here's the next pitch. It's low outside. There's a throw to second. He's back safely. Bartell putting the ball on the runner with turn of the bag, and then the ball rolled out of his glove, but the man was safe anyway. Arquette through the second, trying to pick Dickey off. West is batting with a teammate on second base. Wisdom is getting his sign. Here's the next pitch. There's a pop, pop up in the infield. It's caught by Vaughn, just about five feet inside the third baseline, just behind the bag. And it retires the side. A little pop-up right in the horn's hand. One man is left on the bases, and that's the end of the fifth inning. All right, Tony Wicks. And the score at the end of the fifth inning, the American Leaguers six, and the National Leaguers two. The Americans scoring two runs in the third, three in the fourth, and one in the fifth. The Nationals scoring one in the fourth, and one in the fifth. This is the 1937 All-Star Ball Game coming to you from Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. Wilson struck out the first two men in that inning. Then Cronin came up, doubled out to right. Dickey doubled to beat center, scoring Cronin. And then West popped an easy one down the third baseline to Archie Vaughn retiring the side. At the end of the fifth, the American six and the National two. And Bob well, there are no changes as we start the first half of the sixth inning of this ball game. The American League starting team is still intact out there, with the natural exception of the pitcher. Tommy Bridges is still on the mound, and Potter is going to be the number three pitcher for the American League. Here's Dickey coming out, Luke Stuhl. The White Sox catcher takes a few practice throws from Bridges. The first man to bat for the National League in the first half of the sixth will be Midway. National League is four runs behind. Medwick has been up twice. He has one hit, a double. Now he's facing Bridges. Nobody on and nobody out. Medwick swings and fouls the ball up into the net. One strike. The American League is leading in the sixth inning, six to two. They've made ten hits. The National League has made five. Bridges getting his sign again from Dickey. Here's the wind-up in the next pitch to Medwick. He slams one over the second base from Ted at the hip. Going into right center field, DiMaggio gets over fast, fires it back in, and Medwick stops at first. DiMaggio shows the boy some fancy footwork and some fast feeling out there, and he raced over for that line drive. Over the second baseman's head, it landed in right center field, and some fast feeling by Joe DiMaggio held into a single. Next man to come up is Emery. That's hit number two for Medwick. 
Here's the right hand hitter up in the plate. Frank Emery. First pitch he fouls up into the upper tier of the grandstand. One strike. Emery's been up tight. First time he's going to fly ball to center field. The next time he's going to fly ball to right field. Still shooting for that first pitch. He back here with Medley on first. Bridge is getting a sign out there now. Here's the next pitch. It's rolling outside. The track, a ball. Score is 6 to 2 in favor of the American League. National League starting in the first half of the sixth. Mel Hardo is rounding up for the American League. Pitch is getting a sign out there now. Here's the next one. There's a hard hit ball down the third baseline. Nice swing grab. It's a hit. Chris Red was coming along second out of way to third. Emily is stopping at first. It's a hit. Hit balls through Ross. Not a chance to hit that ball off. It was hit very hard on the ground, about eight or nine feet from the line. Ross made a dive for the ball to his right. But couldn't hit it off. And it's a single for Frank Emery. Brings up Big Johnny Myers with a man on first and a man on third. Scores the American League six and the National League two. That was Frank Emery's first hit. Here's the only mind. He's been up twice without a hit. Put the ball on the ground, Sykes. First half of the sixth inning. National League trying to get a rally going here. Sixth inning of the Orange Star game. The first pitch to Johnny Mize was across his eyes for the ball. It's too hard. Left hand hitter up at the plate. Swung that time and missed it. Right around his knees, and the count is ball one and strike one for Mize. Man on first. Man on third for the National League, and Johnny Mize is up at the plate. Bridges gets ready. There's a high fly in the center field. The center field Abraham is under it. Watching now when he catches it. Medley will start for home. Here he comes. And Demery stays at first. No play at the plate. It was a high fly hit into center field to Averill, on which Medwick scored from third. Score is six to three. Here's Gabby up. He's been up twice and has made one hit. Gabby has that up. Mancuso is warming up. Down the left field line. Looks like Gus may go back to the plate in place of Hartnett. First trip to Gabby is a strike over the outside corner. New high. National League umpire George Fire is now back at the plate. Stay there for the balance of the game. Frank Emery on first base to run in for the National League in the first half of the sixth inning. Tommy Bridges pitching to Gabby Hartnett. The third ball, he hits the ground ball with his second baseman Granger. Over the second base, out. Back over the first base. Base. No double play. Nice play. At second base, Geringer to Foreman. Geringer went to his left. That's to the first base side of the second baseman for Hartnett's ground ball. It looked like it might go into right field. Shooter Foreman forced off Emory at second. Hartnett is safe at first. Here's the shortstop, Bartell. Bartell has been up twice without a hit. There's a runner going down. A runner. Burgess Whitehead is going to run for Hartford. Here's the announcement. Hartford. 
just Whitehead. It's down the run for Hartnett and Mancuso will come back to the plate while the National League next inning. At the last half of this inning, here's Dick Barcelli. He's been up twice without a hit. Burgess Whitehead on first. He swung at the first pitch and missed at a curveball that's flowing right around his knee. Here's Gabby going into the dugout like Dolores. American League leading 6-3. Ball game is in the sixth inning. There's a ground ball to the third baseman, Rob, who gets off his glove. There's a close play at first base. He's safe. It's an error for Rock, the third baseman. A ground ball. He went to his left, had his hands on the ball and fumbled it. And now I believe we're going to get a batter. Wilson is going to be taken off for a pinch hitter. It was an error for Rock. The ball bounded off his glove in the Coleman's hands. Coleman moved the sort of first base and missed getting Bartell on a close play. It's an error for Rolf. We're going to get a pinch hitter now for Grissom. Van Lingle Mungo is warming up for the National League. Collins of the Chicago Cubs is going to bat for the pitcher. Rip Collins of the Chicago Cubs is going to bat for the pitcher. The score is 6-3. His old boss, Frankie Fish, is talking to Collins as he comes up. Here's the announcement. Here's the pinch hitter, Rip Collins of the Chicago Cubs. A pitch hitter is batting left-handed here against Tommy Bridges' right-hander. With a man on first and a man on second, and the National League still putting up a fight here to overcome this handicap. A three run. Man on first and a man on second, and Collins is batting left-handed against Tommy Bridges. Two going in the first half of the six. First pitch, he hits the drop, base hit him to right field. He takes his fight there, coming around third base, here's the fourth, and Devon Jones going to be caught. He's out of the, out of the plate. He's out of the plate. DiMaggio through the ball into the plate, and Bridges' right hand is out. On DiMaggio, perfect throw to the It is a very thrilling play, and the crowd is standing up now. Hancock is absolutely seething with excitement. Collins hit the first ball pitched in the right field. A clean single. Burgess Whitehead caught from second around third base. DiMaggio fires the ball from right field on the line in the Dickey's glove. And Burgess Whitehead made a frantic slide into the plate and was out to retire the shot. Tony better about that drilling inning. Well, uh, you certainly had a lot of action in that inning, and I know that Bob told you all about it. Still mumbling about it, talking to each other, some arguing that it he was, and he was not safe. And he was out at the plate, and it was a very, very fine play. You are listening to the All-Star Game from Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. We pause now for station identification. WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Back at Griffith Stadium again, and into the ball game. We're going into the last half of the sixth inning. And the score, the American Leaguers six, the Nationals three. And back with Bob Elton. Thank you, Tony. Well, we have a new battery now. Van Lingle Mungo, the speedball king of the Brooklyn Dodgers, is coming into pitch now for the National League. Van Lingle Mungo, the catcher, is Duff Mancuso of New York. Kings of the Battery is the only king. Here's the announcement now. Mungo gets a hand. Mungo gets a hand. 
We're going to get a pinch hitter soon for the American League. Fox. Fox is going to bat. Coming up with a pinch hitter to bat for Bridges. The score is 6-3 in favor of the American League as we start the last half of the sixth. And we just had a very thrilling play here at the plate. When DiMaggio, the brilliant outfielder of the New York Yankees, threw out Burgess Whitehead, attempting to score from second base on Collins' clean hit in the right field. It retired the side and ended the first half of the sixth, and he was a very thrilling play. He was close to the plate. The umpire called him up. Here's Jimmy Fox up now, right-handed batter. Mel Harder will be the next pitcher for the American League. And Mingo Mungo. He's won nine and lost seven. The first pitch is low and outside. A fastball. Ball one. The American League six and the National League three. With the ball game in the last half of the six. No other changes in the lineup excepting the batteries. Vaughn at third. Bartell at short. Billy Herman at second. Mize at first. Rip Collins with the Cubs came through with a nice hit. Fastball over the outside corner. Knee high to Fox with the called strike. Ball winners playing right field. Emory in center field, Medwick in left. The next pitcher for the American League will be Mel Harder. Mungo's getting ready. Here's the next pitch to Fox. There's a bombing ball at Mungo. He should be an easy out. Mungo to Mize. He's out for the first out. Fox batted for the pitcher Tommy Bridges and bounced to Mungo. Here's the leadoff man, Red Rolf. Rolf has had a busy time down there at the hot corner today. He's been up three times. He's made one hit. He drove in two runs with a long triple. Now he's facing Mungo. Now the wind up in the first pitch. It's a fastball low and inside for the ball. Dutchman Cusco, the fine little catcher of the New York Giants, is now behind the plate. With a bright sun here. Very hot day. National League infielders talk it up out there, shouting words of encouragement to Mungo. Mungo wipes his pitching hand, his right hand across the front of his uniform. Fastball inside a ball. Ball two for Rolf, batting left-handed. Mungo has a gray uniform with bright green and white stockings and a bright green cap. One out and nobody on in the last half of the six. The American League six, the National League three. Billy Herman makes a lot of noise out there at second base. Rick Park covers the shortstop. Archie Vaughn is the third baseman. Johnny Mize is at first. Here's the pitch. Ross looked at a low fastball. Ball three. Next man to come up will be Charlie Geringer. The president seems to be enjoying the game immensely. Either in the first row of the boxers, right over the American League dugout, which is behind first. Next pitch is low, ball four, he walks in. Red Rolf, the leadoff man of the American League, gets the base on board. Here's Charlie Geringer, he's been up three times and has made one hit. Geringer up at the plate. Mungo keeps an eye on the man on first base. He has a short lead off. Now he's all set. The pitch. 
There's a hard hit trolley in the left field. Here's the left fielder coming in, taking the ball on the bounce. It's a hit for Geringer right over the shortstop's head. A liner in the left field. He puts a man on first and a man on second. And it's Geringer's second hit. Brings up Joe DiMaggio, who's getting a hand from the crowd for that beautiful throw from right field, which nipped a National League rally in the first half of this inning. Maggio walked the first time, he singled the second time, he struck out the third time. He was struck out by Flint. Now Ross is on second, Andrew is on first. Here's the pitch, it's right over the plate, waist high for a call strike. Van Lindo Mungo is pitching. Mungo picks up the rosin bag and dries his hands carefully. Score is six to three in favor of the American League. He takes his time out there again and gets all ready. Here's the next hit. He swung that time at a sharp breaking curve and missed it. And it's two strikes on Joe DiMaggio. A lot of dope on that one. Over the outside corner, knee high. And DiMaggio took a wicked swing and miss. Mungo pulls that green cap of his firmly down on his head. Takes his position out there in the rubber. Man on first, a man on second for the American League. One out, hit. Strike three, struck him out. Fastball over the outside corner, shoulder high. DiMaggio struck out for the second time. Brings up Gary. Gary struck out the first time, hit a home run the second time, struck out the third time. Gary is up at the plate now with two men on the bases. Facing Van Ringo Mungo. Mungo gets his sign from Mancuso. He's all set out there. Here's the throw. Nope, he didn't throw it. He turned around to throw to second base from Bartell. Hurried in behind Ross. But he saw the play would be too close and didn't throw the ball. Ross had already started into the bag. Gets ready. Here's a pitch to Gary. Gets too low for a ball to lose. Ball one. Mungo goes back and fingers the rosin bag and rides his hands. Pretty hot out here today, and the players' hands and arms get plenty warm, especially the pitchers. Mungo's getting his sign again. Man on first and a man on second. He's ready. Here's the pitch. There's a fly ball way out of the left center field. Emery's going back. I don't think he can get it. Back, back, back. It hooks the defense. In left center field. One hundred scoring. Two runs are scoring. Here's Kelly trying for third. Here's the throw. Tony Clark. He's out third. Derek tried to go all the way to third base and was out. The relay was from Demery to Bartell to the third base from Archie Vaughn. And Lou Gehrig was out at third. The two-run scored. Lou Gehrig hit a long fly ball way out into left center field for two bases, driving in two more runs, and trying to stretch it into a triple. He was out on a perfect relay from Demery way out into the left center field corner to Vaughn in short center field, or to the shortstop Bartell, and then to Vaughn, and he was out on a very, very close play. It was awfully close here at third base, and he was called out to retire the side. All right, folks. You are listening to the All-Star Baseball Game, which is coming to you from Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. We're going in now to the national cap of the seventh inning, and the ball game stands, the Americans, eight, and the national three. Mel Harder, the Cleveland Indians, is now pitching, and 
I'm turning the microphone back to Bob Elf. The ball game is going into the first half of the seventh inning. Gary smashed to the corner of left center field, scored two more runs, and makes the score the American League eight, the National League three. It's eight to three now in favor of the American League. The first man to face Mel Harder, who's now pitching for the American League, is the leadoff man, Paul Wayne. Ball's been up three times today without a hit. First pitch is right down the middle for a strike. Talk it up out there in the infield. Ball way to batting in the National League is five runs behind. Here's the next pitch. It's a bounding ball over the pitcher's head. Gerringer's back behind second base. It's going to be close. He's out. Gerringer to Gerringer. Fast play. A bounding ball over the pitcher's head. Gerringer went behind second base, grabbed the ball with the same motion, fired it over to first base and got his man. Gerringer to Gerringer. Here's Billy Herman. He's been up three times. He's made one hit. Now he's facing harder. If he gets his sign out there, he's ready. Here it is. First pitch, Billy slams it. A hit over the shortstop head into left center field. Billy Herman gets his second hit. A line drive over the shortstop head. It rolls into left center field, and Averill fires it back into the infield. Next man to come up is Archie Vaughn. Medwick and Billy Herman each have two hits for the National League. That was the ninth hit for the National League. Aki Vaughn looked at a fastball outside, knee high for a ball. Next man to come up will be Medwick. The man on first. Score is eight to three in favor of the American League. He throws the first base, but Billy Herman is back on the bag in a hurry. Harder's getting his sign out there again. He's all ready. Here's the pitch. There's a hard hit ball out to Gerringer. Over to second base. Out. Back over to first base. Safe. No double play. Hard hit ball on the ground to Gerringer. Gerringer went to his right for it. The second baseman went to his right. That toward the bag. The ball was hugging the ground. Came up with the ball and flipped it to Conan. Conan fired to Gary, but no double play. Out of second, safe at first. Here's Medwick. Medwick has been up three times as a single and a double. Now he's facing Mel Harder. Harder's ready as the first pitch. Medwick golfed one into the box seat. Just right field line. He started a very bad outside pitch. And he hit it into the box seat down the right field line. And there was lots of punch behind it. Boy, did Pelican slam that ball. man to come up will be Medwick. The man on first. Score is 8-3 to three in favor of the American League. He throws to first base, but Billy Herman is back on the bag in a hurry. Harder's getting his sign out there again. He's all ready. Here's the pitch. There's a hard hit ball out to Gerringer. Over to second base. Out. Back over to first base. Safe. No double play. Hard hit ball on the ground to Gerringer. Gerringer went to his right for it. The second baseman went to his right. That's toward the bag. The ball was hugging the ground. Came up with the ball and flipped it to Coleman. Coleman fired to Gary, but no double play. Out of second, save at first. Here's Medwick. Medwick has been up three times as a single and a double. Now he's facing Mel Harder. 
Carter's ready here's the first pitch. Medley drops one into the box seat. Jumps right to your line. He scored a very bad outside pitch. And he hit it into the box seat down the right field line. And there was lots of punch behind it. Boy, this fella can slam that ball. He's hitting over 400 for the St. Louis Cardinals. 404. Carter's getting ready to pitch again to Medwick. Medwick gets the bounding ball. He hits down the first baseline. All pitchers look alike to him. Here's, he's on his way to second base. Here's the throw from DiMaggio. And Vaughn comes around to third. It was a double by Medwick. His third hit gives him two doubles and a single. With the man on second and the man on third, and the next man to come up is Demery. That was a ground ball between Gehrig and the line. Gehrig made a dive at the ball in the frantic effort to head it off, but it eluded him and went down the right field line until DiMaggio got a hold of the ball and fired it back into the infield. Long comes around to third, and Medwick pulls up at second base with another double. Here's Frank Demery. He's been up... Three times and has made one hit. Mel Harder getting ready to pitch out of Frank Demery. Here's the pitch. Demery swung and missed. Pitch right around his shoulder. Medwick on second and Archie Vaughn on third. Here comes the next pitch. Demery hits the bounding ball out to the shortstop. Cronin has it over the first base. He's out. Retiring the start. He had a bounding ball to Cronin, and Cronin threw him out, and two men were left on the base. All right, Tony Wick. As we go into the last half of the seventh inning, the ball game stands, the American Leaguers eight, and the Nationals three. And now just about 35,000 people standing to take a little stretch as we go into the last half of the seventh inning. In the last half, Paul Wainer was out, Geringer to Gehrig. And uh, Herman singled over second. Archie Vaughn forced Herman at second. Medwick doubled down the first baseline. Archie Vaughn pulling up at third. And then Demery was out crawling to Garrett. I'd like to remind you at this time that this evening, over this same network, at 6.30 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Bob Elson and yours truly will be on the air with Bob Constantine, the well-known then we have, let's see, Bucky Newsom's going to be on, Al Shack, Grantland Rice, and several other well-known celebrities, and we ask that you listen in. The boys, I know, will give you a little information on the inside of the game and just what happened out here this afternoon. Now we're going into the last half of the seventh, and Bob Elf. First man to bat for the American League in the last half of the seventh inning is the brilliant center fielder of the Cleveland Indians, Earl Averill. Here he is up at the plate, a left-handed batter. Nobody on and nobody out as he starts the last half of the seventh. Mungo is pitching. The first pitch was very high and inside the world for a ball. Nobody on and nobody out. The American League has a five-run lead. This is getting his sign out there. He's ready. Fastball low and inside, a ball, ball two. Johnny Mize at first, Herman at second, Barcel at short, and Vaughn at third. Paul Wiener in right field, Frank Demery in center field, Joe Medwick in left field, Manchuso is the present catcher, and Van Lingo Mungo is the pitcher. Fastball, he swung that time and missed it. Averill went around fast that time, trying to give that ball a ride, but it's Mungo's fastball right down the middle, and he missed it, counted two and one. 
Sam is getting his sign. Here's the next pitch. Fastball is too high. Makes it ball three. Three and one count. Earl Averill is the first man up. Here's the next pitch. Ball. He walked in. It was high and inside. Averill gets the base on ball. Here's Coleman. He has one hit a double. Joe Coleman, former shortstop and former manager here at Washington, coming to bat now with a teammate on first base and nobody out in the last half of the seven. This is getting his sign. Here it is. There's a line drive to Bartell. Over to first base, it's a double play. Hit a low line drive at Bartell. Bartell went to his right and made a dive for the ball. It was going to hit the ground. He made a dive for the ball. It was be sure to get it before it hit the ground to retire the batter. Then got up on one knee and threw the ball over to first base in time to double Averill for the second out. He's going. The line drive to Bartell. Bartell demise. It was a double play. Here's the catcher, Bill Dickey. He has a single, a walk, and a double for a perfect day at the plate. Ball, the first pitch to Bill. It was inside. Forced him back from the plate. Here's the great catcher, this fella. Fine receiver of pitchers. Good hitter. Real hustler out there. Believe me, he's the real backbone of this Yankee machine. Here's the pitch. Hit, save, ball. Rolling inside. Bill Dickey up at the plate. Small, slender fellow, a left-handed batter. Next pitch he slams a fly ball into center field. The center fielder is waiting. He caught it. He hit a fly ball into center field, and the uh, center fielder definitely hardly has to move until the ball almost got to him, and all of a sudden the ball sunk fast, and he made a lunge for the ball and caught it. There was a sudden ooh through the crowd here, and it retired the side. Here's Tony Wicks. We're going into the last half of the seventh inning, or rather the first half of the eighth inning, and the ball game stands, the American Leaguers eight, and the National three. This is the all-star ball game coming to you from Griffith Stadium, Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. I again want to bring to your attention the fact that tonight from 8.30 to 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or 9.30 to 9.45 Daylight Saving Time, the Mutual Broadcasting Network will make a special pickup to KGMB Honolulu. And during that broadcast, an explanation will be given of the activities which are being exercised in the search for Amelia Earhart and her navigator, Nuna. We're going in now to the national half of the eighth inning, and Bob Elson. Thank you, Tony. Well, we're starting the eighth inning of this all-star game in the nation's capital in Washington. Joe McCarthy evidently believes in keeping the original lineup in there. There are no changes. And we're starting the first half of the eighth inning with Johnny Mize, the struggling first baseman of the St. Louis Cardinals, who's been hitless today, coming up to face Mel Hardy. The National League is five runs behind. The score is eight to three in favor of the American League. Now the pitch. First pitch to Johnny Mize is too low. Ball. Maggio right field. Averill center field and West and left. Ralph third, Coleman short, Derringer second, Gary first. Harder goes through his motion, here's the next pitch. There's a fly ball in the left field that West is over for and has for the up. He hit a fly ball in the left field that was caught by Sam West. He moved over about 10 feet to his left, 
and caught it easily for the first out. Here's the catcher, Gus Mancuso. Johnny Mize is the first out in the eighth. Mel Harder takes a look back around the infield now to see if everybody's in place. Shortstop Cronin motions to Sammy West to move over a little bit more toward his, to his right, that is toward the third baseline for Mancuso. Now he's all set. First pitch to Gus, he hits the bounding board on the third baseline. Ross comes in fast, up with it over to first base, he's out, Ross the Garrett. The pitcher tried to head the ball off, but couldn't get it. Red Ross came in fast and grabbed the ball and threw him out of the fast play, Ross the Garrett. He's gone. Next man to come up is the shortstop, Bartell. Bartell has been up three times without a hit. Here he is up at the plate now. Nobody on. Two gone. First half of the eighth inning. Robert Moses Grove is warming up in the bullpen in right field for the American League. There's a pop-up over the pitcher's head. It bounces out close to second base. Coleman fumbles the ball in the safe at first. I believe it'll be an error for Coleman. Slow roller. They're calling it a hit. It was a little pop over the pitcher's head. Caught the ball on the handle of his bat and went over the pitcher's head and dropped on the grass. Coleman came in fast for the ball and overran it. He had his glove on the ball but couldn't pick it up. He overran it but the official score gives Dick Bartell a hit on it. Put the man on first and now I believe we're going to get a pinch hitter for the pitcher Mungo. Here's a batter coming up. Joe Moore of New York. the New York Giants is coming up to bat for Van Lingo Mungo. Here he is up at the plate. That's batted batter. Man on first. Here's the pitch. There's a high bounding ball out to the shortstop. Coleman gets it, steps on second base and forces Bartell and retires the side. A high bounding ball to Coleman over near second. He grabbed the ball, ran over and stepped on second base and forced Bartell to retire the side. All right, Coleman. Going into the last half of the eighth inning, the ball game stands. The American Leaguers eight and the Nationals three. We're going into the last half of the eighth inning. The American half of the eighth score. The National Leaguers three and the American base. And back with Bob Elf. We're going to have a new pitcher now, fan, Bucky Walters, the tall right-hander of the Phillies. Mighty fine pitcher coming into hurl now for the National League. Van Mungo was taken out to allow Joe Moore to bat for him. And starting the last half of the eighth inning, no other change. First man to bat will be the American League's left fielder, Sammy West. Score is eight to three in favor of the American League as we start the last half of the eighth. The fifth annual All-Star Game. Washington, D.C. Here's West up at the plate. He's bats left-handed. He's made one hit. First pitch is low and inside a ball. Walters is a slender right-hander. A lot of stuff in that ball. He used to be an infielder. Gray uniform with black cap, black stockings. Here's the next pitch. 
There's a high pop fly in the infield. Billy Herman is under it. He's moving over behind second base. He's motioning Bart on the way. He caught it for the first out. He popped up to Billy Herman. Here's Harder coming up. Mel Harder. Stepping around behind the umpire, around the left side. He bats right-handed. Mel Harder batting. Here's the first pitch. He fouls it right back into the wire for a foul strike. Nobody on and one gone. New ball is thrown down to third base for Archie Vaughn. And returns it to Walters. Next man to come up will be the leadoff man, Red Rolf. Here's the next pitch. It's a fastball low and outside for a ball. Walters steps off the rubber. Back onto the pitching rubber again. He's all ready now. Wind up in the next pitch. There's a bounding ball between first and second. Billy Herman is coming over very fast. Up with the ball over to first base, and he's out. Herman to Mize. It is a slow-rolling ball to Johnny Mize's right. Mize stayed at the bag, and Billy Herman, the second baseman, hustled over, grabbed the ball, and threw him out. all the fans to stay seated until the president has left the ballpark. Here's Rolf up in the first pitch is low and inside. A ball. Ball one. Here comes the next pitch now. There's a slow one outside of the shoulder. A ball makes it ball two. President seated over there behind the American League dugout. First throw of the boxes. Has on a gray suit, no vest. Looks like a solid colored dark blue tie and a white shirt. There's a hard hit ball over the shortstop head. It's a safe hit in the left field. Ralph gets a hit over the left side of the infield. A sharply hit line drive over Bartell's head. Medley gets it back into the infield. Here's Gerringer. That gives Ralph a single, a triple, and a walk. Good day for Red. Here's Charlie Gerringer. He lined out the first time, rolled out the second time, single the third time, single the fourth time. He's up now for the fifth time with two goals. He hits a Texas leaguer in the center field. It's another hit for Geringer. And here's Ross coming around to third base. It's a man on first and a man on third. It was a hit for Geringer, his third hit in the center field, a Texas leaguer. Emily came in fast and picked up the ball and fired at the third base, but the play wasn't even close. Ross was in the third base. Way ahead of the ball. There's a man on first and a man on third. And the next man to come up is the right fielder, Joe DiMaggio. That's hit number three for Geringer. He and Medwick are the only players in the game to make three hits. Here's Joe DiMaggio. He walked the first time, singled the second time, struck out the third time, struck out the fourth time. Now he's up with a teammate on first and a teammate on third. Bucky Walters is getting his time. Man on first and a man on third. He's getting all set now. Here's the pitch. DiMaggio looked at one high for a ball. Score is eight to three in favor of the American League. They're batting in the last half of the eighth. National League has one more chance. It's getting a sign out there again. He's all ready. There's a high infield fly. Third baseman Vaughn is coming down the line between the plate and third base. He caught the ball about five feet outside the line, halfway between the plate and third 
base. The ball was caught by third baseman Archie Vaughn, and it retires the side. That's the end of the eighth inning, and here's Tony Wicks. Four stands at the end of the eighth inning, the American Leaguers eight and the National Leaguers three. In that half of the eighth inning for the American Leaguers, West slide out to Herman. Carter was out Herman to Mize. Then Rolf singled out to left. Geringer singled to center. Rolf moving down to third. And then Joe DiMaggio sent a high foul down the third baseline, which was taken by Archie Vaughn and retiring the side. We're going in now to the national half of the ninth inning and the score eight to three in favor of the American League. The ball game being played at Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. Okay, Bob. Well, it's the last post of the National League now in the first half of the ninth inning. Paul Wainer, who has made a hit today, coming up to face Mel Harder with the National League five runs behind. American League is keeping two pitchers warmed up in the bullpen of right field. Warming up Grove and Wesley Farrell. Well, here's Paul Wainer up. Paul has tried four times today for a hit without success. First pitch is wide, waist high for a ball. Score is 8-3 to three in favor of the American League. The ball game is in the first half of the night. American League infielders talking up out there. Now he's all set. Here's the pitch. It's the ball. It's inside. It almost hit him in the leg, and he jumps out of the way. Ball two. This is getting a turn out there again. He gets all ready. Nobody on and nobody out. Here's the next pitch. Right, right over the plate, waist high, it's called on Paul Wainer, and the count is now is ball two and strike one. Next man to come up is Billy Herman, and then Archie Vaughn. Which is getting all set out there again, here it is. There's a bounding ball off the pitcher's glove, he knocks it down, picks it up, over to first base, he's out. Harder to Gary. A bounding ball right back at the pitcher. He knocked the ball down, picked it up, dropped it again, picked it up again, and got Paul Wainer at first base by a step or two harder to get. Here's Billy Herman. Herman has been up four times, reached first three times, twice on hit, once on an error. Billy Herman is facing Mel Harder. Here's the pitch. There's a roller foul to the left of the plate. One strike. Billy steps out of the batter's box now to the left. Gets a lot of dirt on his hands and gets back up in there again. Billy Herman is batting. One out. First half of the ninth inning. This is getting all set again. Here's the next one. It's a ball. It's over his head. And the count is one and one on the bat. The American League has used three pitches in the game today. Gomez, Bridges, and Harding. Pitch is low and inside to Billy Herman for a ball. Makes it ball two and strike one. The National League has used six pitchers. The American League, three. If he takes his time out there again and gets all ready, here's the next pitch. It's a bounding ball to the first baseman's right. Gary gets the ball. The pitcher's going over to cover. He's out. Gary gets the assist, and the pitcher gets the put out. Gary Gahadar. Two gone. One more out, and the ball game will be history. Here's Archie Vaughn coming up. He's made one hit.
Steve Vaughn is up at the plate. Two out and nobody on the bases. The ball game is in the first half of the ninth. First pitch to Vaughn is a fastball inside above the waist. The ball. Ball one. If he takes his time out there again and gets all ready. Here comes the next pitch. There's a hit out over second base in the center field for Aki Vaughn. He dropped a low pitch that time right out over the pitcher's head in the center field. Next man to come up is Ludwig. He has a single and two doubles. That was the National League 11th hit. Here's Medwick up, single and two doubles today. Harder's getting ready. First pitch he swung out hard and missed. Medwick took that characteristic full swing ahead and missed the ball that time. He looks good when he misses. Steps back out of the batter's box now. Holds his cap down firmly on his head. He's baseball's leading hitter. Harder gets ready again. Here's the pitch. There's a high foul down the right field line that's going into the upper tier of the boxes, and it's two strikes on Medley. Two out of the man on first for the National League. Ball game is in the ninth inning, and the American League is ahead, eight to three. Medley up at the plate with the man on first. Two gone. Hockey, Vaughn, and Gehrig are hitting each other down there at first base. The both boys are all smiles. Otter's getting ready to pitch again to Medwick. Over his head for a ball. It's very high to Joe. Ball one, strike two. That's right-handed. Run on first base, has a short lead again. Now the pitcher gets ready. Otter's all set. Here's the next pitch to Medwick. He hits a foul up over the roof off there to the right. You probably hear the crack of that bat against the ball in your radio. The umpire is going to clean off the plate. Well, it's been a glorious day for the game today. It's been staged without a hitch. Fine plays, both sides, nice solid hitting, good pitching. Mel Harder's getting ready again. Here's the pitch. Medwick slams one into right center field. It's another hit for Medwick, his fourth hit. Here's Vaughn coming around the third base, and Medwick gets his fourth hit. A line drive over the second baseman's head in the right center field. As he went around first base, Gehrig knew he could only get a single on it, and Gary grabbed him safely around the hit. That's hit number four for Medwick, and he's the hitting star of the game. Four hits for Joe. Next man to come up is Demery. Medwick had two singles and two doubles. That was the liner. Right over Charlie Geringer's head in the right center field. Man on first and a man on third. Long went around the third. Here's Frank Demery up. He's had one hit. First pitch to Frank is right down the middle. Right in the groove for a strike. American League ahead. Eight to three. Two out here in the first half of the ninth inning. Bedwick on first and Vaughn on third. Next pitch to Demery. Foul. Up over the roof. Another new ball is tossed out to Mel Harder.
Nedwick is talking to his boss, Frankie Fish, over there on first. Fish is the coach at first. Frankie's probably very proud of one of his pupils today. Nedwick was made for him. Here's the pitch. Demery hits a bounding ball out to Geringer, picks it up, throws it to first base. The game is over. The American League defeated the National League today for the fourth time in five years. The American League defeated the National League by a score of 8-5. to five. Now the players are getting off the field and going to their respective dugouts. Fans are all sitting tight until the president leaves. My associate, Tony Wakeman, is going to give you a recapitulation of this fifth annual All-Star game which today has been played in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And now this is Bob Elson with my part of the job over, saying goodbye, hoping you've enjoyed our play-by-play -play broadcast and that you've enjoyed your afternoon here at the All-Star Game in Washington, D.C. Here's Tony Wake. Okay, Bob, and I hope you get the official runs, hits, and errors before we sign off. The game over now in favor of the American Leaguers 8-2-3. The players... Immediately rushed over to the dugout. Lou Gehrig got the ball, which was used. That is the last ball. Stuck in his hip pocket and then dashed over to the dugout. Picked up his own bat, which he brought along to this ball game. And each player did likewise. The 35,000 enthusiastic baseball fans gathered here this afternoon remain in their seats, accepting a few out. The bleachers come onto the field. The president's car is coming on. And when the president of the United States leaves, why the fans will follow immediately. And the crowd starts applauding, and uh, the fans out in the center field bleachers coming onto the field now, although they make no attempt to rush for the driveway, which the president's car will leave. The car has driven up to the box. president getting into the car. We've had a grand day for the ball game here at Griffith Stadium. It's about 92 right here in our little perch hanging down from the second tier between third base and the plate. Finally, after about an hour of baseball, we got into the shadows of the stands and we cooled off just a bit. Now the president has gotten into his car with his military aide and his son and uh, he waves goodbye to the officials of the Washington Baseball League, Mr. Reinen and Clark Griffith. The president's car is now pulling out of the stadium. Here are the official runs, hits, and errors. For the American Leaguers, eight runs, 13 hits, and three errors. And for the National Leaguers, three runs, 12 hits, and no errors. Now the president's car, Pulling out of the driveway and on a drive of about 15 or 20 minutes to the White House. And the crowd immediately swarms onto the field. Some going over into the two dugouts. Others for that little box where the bat boy keeps the balls, you know. Somebody hoping all the time that a ball will be left. But Unfortunately, this afternoon, the bat boy did not forget to empty the box before leaving the park. 35,000 fans now leaving the stadium to one driveway following the president's car, and then Washington will be crowded tonight.
play-by-play announcer on this ball game who gave you a grand description of it. Bob Elson also handled the World Series. Did a splendid job. With Grand working with him and meeting him again. And we hope that we'll be able to bring you more ball games played in the future. We again want to repeat that tonight from 8.30 to 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 9.30 to 9.45 Daylight Saving Time, the Mutual Broadcasting Network will make a special pickup to KGMB Honolulu, during which they will give an explanation of the activities to date which are being exercised in the search for Amelia Earhart and her navigator, Nolan. The 1937 All-Star Ball Game came to you from Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. And I again would like to remind you that tonight over the same network, at 6.30 o'clock, Grantland Rice, Bob Alton, yours truly, Buck Newsom of the Boston Sox, Al Shack, and such papers here before the president, and the fans witnessing the All-Star Game will be on the air. And also, Bob Constantine, you've read his column on the line with Constantine, will discuss today's baseball game and everything in general. This is Tony Wakeman speaking with Bob Elson of WGN in Chicago, bidding you all good afternoon. This is the Coast to Coast Network of the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Due to the All-Star Game broadcast, there was no old gold sponsorship of baseball on WGN this afternoon. But they'll be back with you again Friday when the Chicago White Sox play the St. Louis Browns at Comiskey Park. Listen in for the old gold baseball broadcast Friday. Don't say Fox, say Fox Deluxe. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.